Welcome to the Arkansas Inc. podcast, where we discuss the latest topics and trends in economic development with subject matter experts and influencers from across the nation and around the world. Welcome to the Arkansas Inc. podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Moore, Executive Vice President of Marketing and Research for the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. Today, our guest is Alex Johnston, who is my colleague at Arkansas Economic Development Commission or AEDC as we abbreviate it, where Alex serves as the Director of Rural Services. We're going to be talking with Alex about the upcoming Rural Development Conference, May 14th through the 16th at the Hot Springs Convention Center in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and about some of the other great things that she's doing in our state. So welcome, Alex. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jeff. So before we talk about the Rural Development Conference, which is coming up here shortly in May, I just want to talk a little bit and let you help us understand more about what the Rural Services Division does. Rural is a hard word for me to say, as you can tell, (laughs) rural, Rural Services Division. So give us an overview about your division and how you guys serve the communities in our state. Sure. Our division was started as a standalone department in 1992 under then-Governor Bill Clinton, and it was started to serve as a single point of contact for all of rural Arkansas. At that point, there wasn't anywhere for rural Arkansans to go and find resources or support. Rural, by definition to us, is 20,000 or less, which is 80% of the state. So when you kind of look at that, that's a large part of the state that really didn't have resources or tools at their fingertips. We started off with some grant programs, and the rural community grant program was the first one that was started and is still around today. We receive state general revenue money for that. It's a matching program. It's very popular and highly successful. We're able to help a lot of rural communities. We've added some programs over the years, the county fair program, which is kind of neat. It's one of the only resources for county fairs across the state. We've added the Game and Fish program in 2015, which is really neat. It's fine money assessed by Game and Fish that goes back in the form of education grants to all 75 counties for all school districts across Arkansas. And the block grant program, which we do in partnership with our grants team at AEDC, which does a lot of community centers, fire departments, libraries, storm shelters, walking trails, all of those things you think of that kind of make communities tick, those are the things that we're funding out in these rural areas. And are all communities eligible? No, unfortunately, no. So on the Game and Fish program, everyone is eligible, all 75 counties, any school, regardless of population, public, private. But under most of our programs, we have a population limit set of 3,000, and that's mainly set by our commission because we do get a lot of funding each year from the state, but it is limited. So we're able to fund 3000 or less. That doesn't include a population limit for counties. Most of these are going to be your volunteer fire departments out in the county. And then our county fair program, 65 out of the 75 counties are eligible. That's a 55000 or less county population. And so if a community wishes to apply for a grant, how does that work? Really, all of our applications are listed on our website. They're set up to be very simple so anyone can fill them out. You don't have to be a trained administrator. You don't have to have any kind of extra training either to fill these out. You mainly just have to have your judge or mayor sign off, your quorum court, city council. But it's usually about a three- to four-page application, a few supporting documents showing us what you're buying, where the match is coming from, any community support, any support from your legislators, and then showing us exactly what you're going to purchase with those dollars, and then making sure that it falls within the qualifications set by the legislature as to what we can fund. Very simple. We have 
two to three deadlines each year for each program. And you can just submit those straight to our office. Our office is very hands-on. Our grants managers will come to you, look over this application. We've just moved to online applications. Super excited about those. Um, just trying to make it as easy as possible for all of our communities. And so many communities have benefited that I've come across many, and, and you probably have a number of success stories where rural services has really kind of provided much needed grants and support for the community and all of those ways you've kind of mentioned there. So share maybe one or two of kind of those success stories. Kind of what are some that you think of that come to mind? Sure. We have one fire department in rural Dallas County that I've just been made aware of that their ISO has lowered significantly due to our funds. They have been awarded through our matching grant about five times in the last 10 years. They're very diligent about getting these funds, completing their project, closing it out, and reapplying. They'll do projects and phases. They'll buy a new tanker truck. All of these things go towards your ISO or your insurance service office rating, which in turn lowers your insurance, your homeowner's insurance. So that's really important to all of our departments. This particular department, Tulip Princeton in Dallas County, was able to lower their ISO from a 910, which is the highest you can get, um, which means your insurance rates are very high, down to a six. A six is really kind of yeah. the goal that all of these rural departments want to get to. Standard of sorts. Yeah. I mean, your major cities, your Little Rock, your mm-hmm. Eldorado, your Conway, those are all going to be ones. Um, they're very low, but they also have full-time staff that's paid. These are all volunteers. So to get right. that four points down and save all of that money on the insurance for all of your service area. That's huge. They've been really great. And then we have some county fairs that come back every year, every other year, and are able to redo their whole entire livestock arena, put in new fans, new paint, new pens, you know, Mm -hmm. for all of the livestock. One that comes to mind is Drew County, Monticello. They do a really great job through our program also. So just around the corner is the next Rural Development Conference. It's annual, and I can't. Yes. Uh, how, which? How many have you had to this point? What's... That's a good question. I was trying to calculate <laughs> it myself, and I can't quite figure out when it started. It's, it's there's there's I, never I, been. Yes, it's I always started been. in 2012. <laughs> this is my fifth to plan and execute myself, and so. I so say that it's, it's my fifth, fifth annual, yeah, but so there go? have been many. Yeah. I know since early 2000s, at least. So what you refer to as the annual Rural yes. Development Conference uh, yes. with, with an asterisk. Yeah. So May 14th through the 16th in amazing Hot Springs, Arkansas. So what mm-hmm. a great location. So who needs to attend the conference and why would they – what would be a – reason they should attend. Sure. Yeah. Well, most of our attendees are mayors, judges. A lot of these volunteer fire departments, they send some of their volunteers. We have city council members. We have quorum court members. We have legislators. The legislators will hold committee meetings, joint committee meetings while we're there. So there will be a lot of your people who represent your districts there that it's great to mix and mingle with. We also, lots of state and federal officials, lots of Different resources, a lot of different state entities will be there sharing resources that they provide also. A lot of the people who apply for our grants, planning and development districts, the chambers, grant writers, those types of people, it's open for anyone who's really looking for resources for their community. The great thing about joining forces with AADC in 2015 is we do serve rural Arkansas, but now we look almost at the state more as a whole and Mm -hmm. we get those people who come and are looking for ADC resources also, and we're able to incorporate some of those things into our programming. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And I would imagine you mentioned that a lot of these smaller communities depend on volunteers. Mm -hmm. I would imagine those people are just interested in in helping their communities grow, Mm -hmm. would benefit from that as well, right? Just to be a part of that and hear what's going on around the state, who's doing things well, how they're doing those things. Absolutely. Yeah, we we usually try to have one panel that shares some success stories or some resources. And this year we have that. And we always get a lot of great feedback from that. The communities who might not know that our programs exist or might just think of it as let's apply once when there's these communities who are coming back and getting grants year after year and are able to really do some great projects. So it's fun to share those during the event. Yeah. So how is it structured? I imagine you have some keynotes, some breakout mm-hmm. sessions. So tell me a little bit yeah, about that. I can give you a rundown of that. So we say it's a three-day conference. It actually starts on at one o'clock on Tuesday and ends by one o'clock on Thursday. But the first day, we always have an opening welcome. And this year with us being in Hot Springs, we thought that it would be great to have Eric Jackson from Oaklawn do our opening welcome, give us a little bit of history about Hot Springs, give us some history about Oaklawn. They're going through a lot of great changes right now. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then we'll close out the evening at Oaklawn and do a dinner at the Jockey Club. So it's not really Oaklawn Day, but we're kind of focusing (laughs) on uh, where we are and, and those types of things. And then the first day, we'll have a couple panels. We'll have one that we're partnering with our small minority women owned business enterprise at AEDC and also the Winrock Women's Business Center to put on Minority and Women-Owned Business 101. So that'll be really fun. They're bringing in lots of businesses that they've helped to share success stories and show kind of the resources available through AEDC and available through Winrock. And then we'll also have challenges facing rural hospitals and communities. There's been a lot of change in the way hospitals operate, and we'll look at those problems and we'll look at some solutions also. So it's kind of a practical time yeah. then, probably. Yeah, I mean, where you can just kind of, uh, and, and I'm sure there's some Q&A involved in some of that where people can really Absolutely. try to make sense of what they're hearing and how they can carry that back to their communities. Absolutely. We like our panels to be very interactive, question and answer, taking all the home some ideas, not just here's some brochures, here's some PowerPoints, and, and leave you with a bunch of information. <laughs> and some pens and yeah, <laughs> yeah. a bag full the, of uh, You can visit the exhibit hall <laughs> yeah. for all of those things. But then on Wednesday, we continue with a couple more panels. We'll have a workforce panel that's being led by our EVP, Clint O'Neill, the War for Talent in 2019. And then we'll discuss Opportunity Zones in Arkansas. Our big lunch, our big, I guess, maybe win this year is our keynote speaker at our luncheon on Wednesday. We'll have Arkansas Athletic Director Hunter Juracek. And we're really excited about him coming. I'm I know sure that's a reason for everybody <laughs> yes. to show up, yeah, at least for Wednesday. There's been a lot going on in Arkansas athletics. So I think it'll be fun for our crowd to get to hear from him kind of one-on-one. I know that we have lots of fans that attend. And is that Wednesday, Wednesday's keynote? Wednesday at 1130. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. And then following the luncheon, it's probably our most popular event. It is the political roundtable. And we work with Roby Brock of Top Business and Politics, and he moderates that. He'll moderate six to eight legislators and basically grill them on everything that's happened in the journal session. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, you get a lot of information and kind of their takeaways from the session. And this one just kind of ending. It, there's a lot to take away from it. So I think they'll have a lot to discuss, and that'll be fun. Yeah. So in terms of supporting you, I know the attendance is big, just getting people, you know, to know about the conference, how they Mm -hmm. can benefit from the conference and then register and engage. And so how can they register first? What's a good just uh, a link? Yeah, uh, our website, ArkansasEDC.com. 
under, I believe it's community resources, is the rural services page. And we have a very user-friendly platform this year to register online. You can do that at any point. You can do it by mail if you prefer. We have everything up from registrations, exhibitors, sponsorships, any types of, I guess, registration levels. Something I didn't mention is on Thursday, we close out the conference with Governor Hutchinson. He comes and awards the latest grant. So we'll give out about 50 grants on Thursday, totaling almost $600,000. He'll be there to hand those out. You can just attend, attend that. A lot of times our awardees might not attend the whole entire conference, but we'll come for that last luncheon. You can register for just the luncheon online. We have every option, and we're willing to work <laughs> with you to help you register. Our hotel is also available. That information is available online. Um, some discounted rates as long as they are around. <laughs> right. Well, and you spoke of Governor Hutchinson, and yes. uh, that reminds me, too, that you'll also be announcing the Rural Developer of the Year. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, the governor was uh, The governor was year. named. Yes, he was um, the Rural Advocate of the Year last year. And okay, we'll sorry, name... I got that wrong. No, no, it's fine. Ad- yeah. it's, um, I get confused about it, but we'll <laughs> name one this year. We always try to keep it a big secret. And as we're presenting that, kind of give some background about them. Uh, without saying their name, and it's it's always kind of fun. I watched the governor last year as he was awarded, and it took him probably halfway through the first paragraph to kind of say, "Hey, that's that's me," and <laughs> then he smiled that. and kind of tried to keep it cool. But that's yeah, the whole idea fun... of hearing yourself described, mm-hmm. you know, what that sounds a lot like me. You grew yeah. up in the same town I did. Wait, exactly. Right. <laughs> it's hard to hide all of his accomplishments, though. So by the second paragraph, everyone knew. It but becomes pretty obvious. That's yeah. always fun to guess, and yeah, that's always fun to look forward to to see who's awarded. That, that. Yeah. Um, so finally, obviously, you can help your communities by getting involved. And this is one conference each year where all the communities are coming together. Mm-hmm. How can corporate supporters, others, get involved in helping support the Rural Development Conference this Absolutely. year? Absolutely. Yeah, we offer sponsorships. We have different levels of support. A lot just like to come in and, and mix and mingle some We have booth options included in that, logo recognition. Any options we're really open and welcome to. You can look at those options on our website or anyone at our office can help. But we could not put on the conference without the support of our sponsors. And we have a handful of really, really great sponsors who have been with us since whatever year we haven't established (laughs) when it started, but at (laughs) least five. And and we're thankful for them and and really could not put on this conference. We try to keep the cost down. Generally, the registration fee that we charge each year does not even cover the cost of registration and the meals and all the materials that go with it. So the sponsors really are an important part of our whole event. Well, you've been listening to the Arkansas Inc. podcast, and we have been visiting with Alex Johnston, who is the Director of Rural Services for the Arkansas Economic Development Commission, and talking about the Rural Development Conference, the fifth annual for Alex, but there's been many more before that. So uh, it's been around and been a tremendous help to the state and the communities that are working in our state to make a difference for the people of Arkansas. Uh, The Rural Development Conference will be May 14th through the 16th in beautiful Hot Springs at the Convention Center in Hot Springs, Arkansas. So if you haven't signed up, please do that. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you, Jeff. And we look forward to understanding who the Rural Advocate of the Year will be. Then one final question before we get off. This one probably won't be on there, but I (laughs) I want you on the record to tell us about the Feral Hog Task Force. (laughs) Stay tuned. There's a bill signing Friday. (laughs) Stay tuned. Thank you, Alex. This has been the Arkansas Inc. Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Moore. To learn more, visit our website at ArkansasEDC.com. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you.